3: from his law firm to become President Trump's attorney full-time. His first task will be to undo all the damage he did working part-time.
0: <laughs> uh, how you doing? What's up? How was Mother's Day? I did not call my mom yesterday. No, mm, Lord. Not cool. Oh, I'm rang, seeing, seeing open mouth gasps rang. everywhere. Yeah, not cool. Our uh, our home life is planning on it. Our home life got out of control last night, oh. as it
4: sometimes does. Well, if there's one person who understands, uh, it ought to be your mom. You know, there are certain greedy, selfish, self-centered, drama-crazed moms. I don't think yours is probably one of those.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not. I will call her this morning, though. Yeah.
4: So, uh, listen, uh, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Uh, We'd like to uh, also welcome Scott Wilson of the Washington Post, their senior national correspondent, focusing on California and the West, talking about California's defiance of immigration law, and the headline is, it's created a stark divide. That is certainly true. Scott, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, uh, really enjoy the article, and we'll have a link so people can find it easily. But uh, you do a really nice job of drawing some really stark contrasts between uh, certain counties in California and certain politicians, the way they see uh, immigration and ICE and cooperation with law enforcement and the whole sanctuary state thing.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it was basically the, the the execution of the article was interesting in and of itself because I thought I was going to base it only in Alameda County uh, and um, playing off the uh, Mayor Libby Schaaf's, uh warnings about uh, ICE raids. And by the time I'd finished reporting there, I realized I kind of only had half the story. So I headed down to Orange County and spent a week there, too, as a... Uh, City after city in, a, in San Diego and Orange counties decided to join the lawsuit against uh, the Trump lawsuit against the state over the constitutionality of the sanctuary state law. So I did get a pretty good look at two really, really different views of it and um, and also the politics around it in the midterm election year. Um, so it was uh, pretty enlightening. Well, obviously,
0: as we've been pointing out for a while now, that's an untenable situation where you have a sanctuary state. Then you have counties that say we're not a sanctuary county. Then you're going to have cities that say, we are a sanctuary city inside the county. And then you're going to have neighborhoods, and then you'll be down to house by house, whether or not it's uh, what the law is.
5: It it really is. It's going to be such a patchwork and uh, really, really difficult to figure out, especially the farther south you move. There is one northern California county, uh, Tuolumne, who, that has also joined the suit. Uh, so it's not just the south, but, but uh, it's almost... Almost entirely the South, and yeah, as you said, there's you know Los Alamitos is doing one thing, uh, Costa Mesa is doing one thing, the county's doing one thing, Fullerton's doing something else. Uh, you know, am I in the county? Am I in the city? It's not unlike the, the the marijuana laws at the moment in California, where you have you know a real patchwork of counties and cities. Uh, you know, in Orange County, Santa Ana is uh, legalized marijuana for recreational use, and the whole county around it it's banned. So wow. It's a it's, The state's getting more and more complicated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it.
4: Ungovernable is another way to put it. So, Scott, <laughs> listen, I don't want to be too hip for the room. Uh, the main thrust of your article has to do with the interaction between state and local law enforcement and jails um, and, and the federal immigration uh, and uh, customs enforcement, ICE, um, and how that uh, relationship has gotten really complicated, and nobody's quite sure how it works at this point. Is that fair to say?
5: It is fair to say. I mean, I I think there's there's one broad divide uh, within local state and local law enforcement over over the sanctuary state law. And that is the line officers don't want to enforce immigration law. They rarely uh, have in the past. Uh, They don't like they like the sanctuary state law in the sense that it does deter ICE from being in their neighborhoods uh, more than they have been in the past they find ICE activity very disruptive because it tends to decrease uh, trust in a community and therefore cuts down on, on the ability of that community to uh, – the willingness of that community to report crime. And there have, they have seen big dips in crime reports up in Alameda County uh, as a result really of just the national debate surrounding immigration at the moment. That said, the, the corrections officers inside the jail – Really dislike the law. Not only is it very complicated, as you pointed out, no one quite knows uh, how it's supposed to work, and is worried about getting sued if they don't execute the law correctly. But but they're also corrections officers are also seeing a lot of people they think are very dangerous undocumented immigrants that are walking out the door without their ability to uh, to talk with ICE about their release. And you know where do these where do these dangerous people go? They go back into communities of undocumented immigrants and commit crimes against them so it's it's uh it you know I, I quote an ice agent and they're saying it you know California politicians say they 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 want this law to protect everybody, but they're really First and foremost, protecting criminal aliens, and it's a controversial thing to say, but it you know in sounds some way, pretty that's accurate. The, that's the perspective from the corrections officer point of view, at least. Of yes. course,
0: of course, all these arguments could come to a screeching halt if the Supreme Court just all of a sudden says, you know, this whole sanctuary thing is stupid.
5: Well, and so and,
4: and we can't even, do it. We've been calling for the soups to just hey, let's jump on this now, right? Let's not have years of insanity of the sort that we described and and you've described let's come on this is so clearly headed for the supreme court let's do it
5: yeah you you would think that it's a it's an issue that that has this much you know national resonance and and this much political polarization around it that that you know you'd, you'd like them to jump into it and and decide it um the court obviously as you well know does doesn't always like to jump in the middle of these things. likes to likes to get a bunch of uh, conflicting rulings, basically lower down before it decides that it needs to. But it sure does feel like that's where it's going to end up.
0: I've been confused from the beginning of trying to figure out how much support there is for this. So you you pointed out um, uh, in a, a Berkeley uh, yeah poll that they did two out of three respondents supported the principles of sanctuary state law. That would be they just want less. Contact with federal authorities from schools, exactly. et cetera, et cetera, but almost sixty percent of respondents want more deportations. So how does that square?
5: Uh, it it doesn't, and I think it gets to uh, you know you all know California extremely well. It gets to this in, enduring you know debate within the state over really the definition being drawn between legal and illegal immigration. And not only, you know, not only is that a a racial and and ethnic split, it's a split between, you know, the Latino community itself. And, you know, you all recall Proposition 187 in 19, you know, 1994, uh, that, that, Proposition, which you know severely cut back on on government assistance to uh, undocumented immigrants, uh, including you know some medical services that were later found to be unconstitutional. But Latinos, quite a few uh, Latinos, voted for that measure. Um, Interesting, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it was uh, it, you know it's it's generational, uh, and um, there's you know uh, Mexican American families who've been here a long time and you know, maybe speak some Spanish in the House, but really uh, assimilate, uh, you know, felt it. why Why are undocumented immigrants getting, you know, so many benefits? Uh, and so it was, I'm, I'm not saying they were a majority, but, you know, that, that measure passed with more than 60 percent of the vote. Well, and so, so that's that's not just white people.
4: And getting back to the poll that Jack cited from your article, which we will have a link to so people can read, um... You've also got to include the California voters, rather, rather a tenuous grasp of reality. Anything that sounds good. See people bullet train. Will, yeah, see the stupid, stupid bullet train. Uh, people will vote for in, in Cal Unicornia, as I often characterize the state. <laughs> Scott Wilson of The Washington Post is online. He reports on California and the West. You know, I have I have one question for you. You quote Luis Scipio, who's a uh, policy professor at uh, UC Irvine. Um, and he he says bringing up immigration is a way of modernizing or mobilizing moderate traditional Republicans, et cetera. Um, it's a good way to motivate Republicans. But my only gripe that, that that's true as far as it goes. But Republicans didn't pass the sanctuary state things. That was not an effort to fire up you know participation in the midterm among Republicans.
5: Sure. No, I, I think his point is uh, it it is 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 in part yours right so this is a de- this is democratic legislation signed by a democratic governor that that that, that does not make sense to pe- some people in the state and and again going back to proposition 187 and and what that did in 1994 was it defined that midterm election year including the governor's race Huh. In California that year. That's what it was about. And so for for Orange County, it, it, pro- it probably won't be that statewide this year. Uh, it'll probably be more localized. But you look at Orange County, they've got four congressional seats that for the first time in generations are competitive with Democrats. And and then you that's where Professor Decipio's is going, which is this is a way to mobilize, you know, moderate traditional Republicans who don't particularly like Trump but have never understood sort of liberal immigration policy. And, Interesting. and that can be a way for them to, to get them to the polls and get them excited and maybe hold on to these four Orange County-based congressional districts.
4: Scott Wilson reports on the Western U.S. and California for The Washington Post. Scott, it's always great to talk to you. You do a terrific job, and and we sure appreciate the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I I absolutely love it. That's what a journalist should be. He asks questions and he reports whether it particularly fits his point of view or not. It's just very good and balanced.
0: Yeah, but that's a lot of complicated, nuanced, and where I'm going with my policy of the whole sanctuary thing is stupid. Well, it's certainly unworkable.
4: Stupid. Absolutely unworkable.
0: Oh, we're going to do a little 90s nostalgia coming back. uh, The end of one of the most popular television shows of all time. And I hate nostalgia. It used to be so much better. Plus, one of the worst wedding photos of all time. Also 90s nostalgia. Oh, really? So stay tuned
4: to the Armstrong and Getty show
1: Armstrong and Getty.
4: The conscience of the nation.
0: So that's obviously the theme to Seinfeld, right there, which went off the air 20 years ago tonight. Yeah. It's probably wow. one of those you-remember-where-you-were-when-it-happened things, if you're of the right age. Because I do. I
4: remember. I was watching TV.
0: Damn near 80 million people tuned into it. I actually was in a hotel in Chico, California, because I had driven there to buy a Harley-Davidson motorcycle that was only available way far away from where I lived, hmm. and then drove it back right afterwards so I could be back the next morning. I think that's what I did. But anyway. Um, really? Really? Uh, but I was in a hotel room, and it was such an important thing that I had to see it to be able to talk about it because it was such a big um, event. Sure, yeah. Cultural touchstone. Especially among our people. I don't think there's anything you could get 80 million people to tune in out of the, outside of the Super Bowl in the, in the modern America. That's a ton of people.
4: So that was on today's date. So that was immediately prior to the debut of the Armstrong and Getty uh, talk show.
0: Wasn't right. it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we were still playing the soft rock at the time? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and desperately job hunting.
0: Yes. Yes. So we so we came on in the morning, played some Kenny G. Yeah. Talked about Seinfeld and some very soft, non-threatening to mini, mini boy, van that, moms of Oh, Boy, that George Casanza. What a colorful character.
4: Now, back to Michael Bolton.
0: You know what I like about Seinfeld is how sensitive he is in relationships. Now, here's Kenny G.
3: Good Samaritan law. Is that really a thing? <laughs> Your calls <is> next.
4: <laughs> I got to tell you, I was make, I make this stop or I will hurt somebody.
0: <laughs> I did not like the final episode and uh, I don't think most people did. So. No. I only liked it, it in
3: how much everyone else disliked it. It was like a weird personality quirk of m- me at the time, but I thought it was fine. It's like, no, these are not good people. This is just <laughs> reminding everyone that we have been fans of not good people this whole time.
0: But what was weird, remember, it was like an hour 17 long, so they decided to make it just however long it needed to be to tell their story. Right, and he sounds wonderful. And he was powerful enough at the time that he could pull that off. And it just, still, even with, you could do any amount of time you wanted, it still was just, eh, okay.
3: And the last joke about them talking about the, the distance between the buttons was the first joke from, like, the pilot yeah. episode. Which, and that like, was fine. I like symmetry. that just,
0: uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's just, whatever. Huh. Mm. I watch Seinfeld now, and I just, I, I find it difficult to watch now. I don't think it's wearing well, but maybe maybe other people like it. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I know what you mean. It was very much of the time. Yeah. Well, st- Cell phones eliminate
3: like ninety eight percent of the plot points of that show as well.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't hold back you know the Andy Griffith show or the Brady Bunch or other shows that live on forever. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Seinfeld's going to age like that. Maybe because it was so important to be into what was culturally in or out at the time. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. My other nostalgia note. I thought this was the 90s. It was actually the late 80s. So you might not know who this is. He was a sportscaster. He was a Minnesota Viking, if you're really old enough. Then a very famous sportscaster named Ahmad Rashad. And this is the worst wedding photo of all time. So he married Felicia was her name or whatever. The Felicia. Felicia, the mom from the Cosby Show. So, oh, right! He's, he's the biggest sports star in America. She's the mom from the number <sighs> one TV show in America, and they got married. So oh, here's boy. their wedding photo. Here he is with his groomsmen, Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, my. Oh. Oh! And I don't think Ahmad Rashad's ever done anything wrong in his entire life. Seems like a perfectly likable guy. That's but what his, they say. Yeah. But his groomsmen were a a half-century serial rapist? And a wife-beating murderer. And a wife-beating murderer. Well, he drugged them and raped them, which makes it even worse, and that's something. So your two closest friends in the whole world, your groomsmen and your wedding, those two. Wow. <gasps> what a wedding photo. There's the picture.
3: Wow. Cosby you probably went into his room and, and drugged some poor woman and raped her. Now, that picture didn't age well. I think Seinfeld's doing fine. <laughs> Yeah, this picture did not age well.
0: Whoops. Yeah, no kidding, whoops. By the way, that marriage did not last, neither have many other. He's been married five times, Ahmad Rashad. Did not know that.
4: Yeah, but that's what made him such a great receiver, Jack. He just kept on trying. <laughs> he'd get knocked down, he'd dust himself off and run another route. you got to have a short memory. That's right. Huh? That's right. If you get married five times, isn't marriage then a hobby,
0: basically? <laughs> I can't even imagine what the mindset of that is, uh... It's got to be tough on your soul or your psyche or your brain or something.
4: uh, And or, as we uh, heard, I can't remember who said this once, but he said, getting married is like going steady in Hollywood. So it means something different to them? Right, exactly. It's, It's not a lifetime bond commitment till death do us part thing and isn't intended to be among people like that. And or it becomes that after, say, the first four. I mean, you think, yeah, right, man. That, that ain't something. happening for
0: me. Uh, he's <clears> currently <throat> married, too, and I realize a lot of you don't know who it is. A psychologist from Florida. That's that's probably yeah, a good plan. Yeah, plan. Yeah. That might be a good plan. Excellent. It's been a long time. So we we're talking a lot about graduates. Here's a list that is similar to other lists I've read about the, the 10 jobs out there that are hiring currently and paying the most. But they're all a certain sort of thing. So I don't know yeah. what you're supposed to do with this list. Yeah. If you're not like the math computer kind of person then you're probably not going to be a software engineer or an investment banking analyst or uh, all these different analysts, business analysts, all these different computer-slash-math sorts of things. So you either are or you aren't. Now, if you are, you're going to be one of these. If you aren't, you're not. I don't know if that helps anybody. Plus, so many successful people, and we've all seen the percentages on this. They're absurdly high. Of people getting jobs not in the thing they majored in. Right. And it's, that's more common than not. So yeah.
4: I don't know what the point of these lists are. Boy, I think every time you see that list, though, it is almost exclusively people typing into computers all day. Yeah. Crunching numbers. You know, maybe you got one of those applied engineering gigs where you're out at the plant and you're expecting the inspecting the whatever. And, you know, it's a little more moving around ish and out in the world ish, but. So you know, not everybody is cut out to do that stuff. Even if you have the skill, I mean, God, just typing into a computer all day long. I just, I don't know, I couldn't do it. So if the vast majority
0: of people don't work in what they made their major, and that is the case, mm-hmm. um, then you uh, know, which what shouldn't our view be different? Because I, I regularly hear. You know, what are you going to do with that degree? Well, I'm I'm not going to do anything with the degree. Same as you and him and them and everybody else. Not everybody else, but the majority of people.
4: I've always been a big fan of liberal arts education. That's right, snurdly. Liberal (laughs) arts. Until college became so breathtakingly, ridiculously expensive. Yeah. It's a hard way to get your info about
0: uh, Shakespeare or whatnot. It's a pretty expensive way to go about it. What's
6: coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, this morning, Supreme Court ruling on gambling rock in the world. A sport and a massive
0: asteroid moving in on Earth tomorrow. Coming up well, minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. That should be the headline. That's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, if your kind of cool, edgy persona is you smoke marijuana and bet illegally on sports, a lot of the fun is <laughs> going out of that, huh? So, so now you're just a person who, like, drinks beer and does, you know, plays the lotto. Kind of suburban <laughs> Republican, yeah, really. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let's get the news
6: now with Marshall Phillips. Now sports betting could become legal nationwide. The U.S. Supreme Court striking. Or will it? striking down a federal ban on sports gambling (laughs) today (laughs) i will new jersey challenged the ban claiming it was unfair i think it did oh the gambling on sports has been allowed in nevada and just a few other states many states could begin to legalize betting on college and professional sports following the ruling nbc news legal reporter pete williams you'll immediately see at least seven
4: states move to allow sports betting Uh, That means legalized sports books, legalized betting on horse races and NCAA basketball and that kind of thing. Uh, Man, I like going to the horses, the horse races. I just enjoy the heck out of that. You throw a few bucks down. I mean, the cost of like, less than a beer at a Major League Baseball game. And then you watch the nags running around a track. Maybe you win 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks. Big fun. So does
0: this mean the state could allow horse racing? Any state could allow horse racing anywhere?
4: Well, I think we already have that. It's the idea of betting on. Mm other horses at other tracks from that the whole gambling thing is so crazy well yeah it's so, such uh, a, uh, a patchwork and well that's crazy quilt of if, various if, laws
0: if seven states all of a sudden decide you can bet in this state then can't i bet on the game just through their state or is it limited to where you live
4: well yeah because you can go offshore but that's illegal theoretically right and it's just it's that's dumb. dumb. Oh yeah, <laughs> really, really <laughs> dumb. It's oh, an offshore internet company. All right, well then, okay.
6: <laughs> Tony Clark, the head of the Major League Baseball Players Association, calls the court ruling on sports betting monumental with far-reaching implications for baseball players and the games we love.
0: You see, that's interesting to me that all four major sports had fought this at every turn. I didn't know that. They have more knowledge of how easily corrupted they would be than we do. Wouldn't well, you say? Yes,
4: yes. Likewise, the refs unions and the rest. I want to do
3: more digging on that, but I'm skeptical of their... I don't believe their reasons to be wholly altruistic. I don't think they're worried about the integrity of the game.
0: Well, they kind of have to be. I mean, the, the, as soon as you get the idea that it's all fixed, then it all falls apart. Right. Their big money-making, their golden goose is, is, is dead.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. I'm. Yeah, I got to do more reading on on why they would oppose it. But that that doesn't sound like, it it seems like a cover-up for a real reason to me.
4: So, uh, listen, here's what nobody's talking about, which is um, important to know. And the idea that you can't have gambling on sports unless you're a couple states and Nevada because they're already doing it. But otherwise, it's illegal and against federal law. (laughs) I mean, the 7-2 majority said, no, that's stupid and it's unconstitutional. Now the two who voted, I had a hundred bucks on a six to three ruling. Uh, well, you <laughs> lost. You didn't cover the spread. Um, the the two who ruled in favor of it are are hardcore progressives. Uh-huh. It's Sotomayor, I believe, and uh, and the notorious RBG. And the reason they can vote for it is they think the government can do anything it wants to better society, and they don't have a view of constrained government. But here is what you need to know: Judge Alito, who yes. wrote the um, the. The decision says Congress can regulate sports gambling directly, but if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. Our job is to interpret the law Congress has enacted and decide whether it is consistent with the Constitution. This law is not. Now, here's what nobody's talking about. The court's action could jumpstart action in Congress to pass legislation calling for federal regulation of sports betting something the sports leagues would prefer over separate state rules from state to state. Some sort of blanket federal rule that would pass constitutional muster has been in the works for a very long time, but it just hasn't gotten done.
0: I wonder if there's uh, public support for that.
4: Says uh, Representative Frank Pallone, sounds like a mobster. He's a Democrat from New Jersey, so he's probably a mobster. (laughs) Quote, now that the Supreme Court has struck down this unlawful and confusing law, it is time for Congress to move the Game Act forward to ensure that consumer protections are in place in any state that decides to implement sports betting. So the discussion is not over. But what do you you think the public will is? I think the public will is nobody cares.
0: So Congress is not going to regulate it then? I don't know.
4: Depends who bribes them. right. Who's going to spread the cash around? Who's got a really vested interest in
0: this? Well, the no forces aren't going to have a lot of money to throw at them. But the yes forces will.
4: Unless the no forces include Sheldon Adelson, the the Las Vegas casino crowd. Right. Right, right. right. Because that will in
0: theory hurt them, but it doesn't seem to have, from what I've read... they thought a lot of different legalized gambling was going to hurt Vegas, and it hasn't really. People still go there as a destination. <laughs> it dest- doesn't
4: seem to have hurt them. No. Right,
0: go there as a destination. We've
4: all seen the rapidly shrinking Las Vegas Strip with a new casino being torn down every year. <laughs> right. Oh, no, wait a minute. Right. 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 Right.
0: President
6: Trump says he's hoping for peace as the new American embassy in Jerusalem officially opened up today. In a video statement from the White House, Trump said, We extend a hand in friendship to Israel, the Palestinians, and to all of their neighbors. May there be peace. No peace we today, We offer this though. laurel
0: and hearty handshake.
6: <laughs> no peace today, though. Israeli soldiers shot and killed at least 52 Palestinians, more than 1,200 wounded, during mass protests along the Gaza border, where the demonstrators have been throwing firebombs and burning tires at the soldiers and trying
0: to get through the security fences. Why, throwing a burning tire would not be easy. No. Nope. No. Nope. By the way, I'm betting the Warriors one-and-a-half-point underdogs at Houston tonight. Oh, my. If it were illegal, I'd bet, but I'm not doing anything illegal. <laughs> <laughs> now, gentlemen, an
6: asteroid the size of the Statue of Liberty will pass by Earth tomorrow.
0: Big, within, fat asteroid. Within six feet.
6: Asteroid 2010 WC9, as it's lovingly called, is expected to pass Earth at about half the distance to the
4: moon tomorrow. Wow, really? Wow, Will we really? see it? The moon That's is only 12 feet away. <laughs> yes. Will we see it? You can touch it if you jump. In the summertime it is.
6: <laughs> it's estimated to stretch about 400 feet across. Astronomers wow. say very few objects of that size are seen passing so close to Earth, but the asteroid does not present any risk
0: to our planet. Yeah, that's what they claim. Well, Has Bruce Willis saying. been alerted?
4: <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just You're trying right. to minimize the panic. <laughs> right. I would assume it's going to hit your town. That's what the head
0: dinosaur said sixty-five million years ago. Right. Listen,
4: nobody panic. We've had asteroids before. We'll have asteroids again. Plant eaters, go back to eating your plants. Meat eaters, you eat them, we'll all be fine.
6: And NBA playoffs, as Jack mentioned, Warriors-Rockets game one of the Western Conference Finals in Houston. Tip-off is at 6 p.m. And Boston's young guns bested LeBron James as the Celtics drop the Cavaliers one hundred and eight eighty-three 83 in it's game.
4: It's actually Savaliers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a culture, not a costume marshal.
0: Yeah, that was unbelievable.
6: That just, is this Was
0: this just a one-off oh. weirdness? You know, hangover from the series or something? For
3: Or is, is Cleveland going to get trounced like that?
6: I don't know. Even LeBron, after the game, was saying, man, they shut
3: us
0: down. They shut us down
3: effectively. This is very much the worst team that LeBron has dragged this far in the playoffs in his, in his oh, yeah. career. Oh, no
0: doubt. No doubt. I watched them from the first row not that
3: long ago. They're a, they're a lot of also Rams. He could be just getting tired. Yeah, and he is up against the best coach that he'll face all season. Who, who is specifically gifted at taking away specific things from other teams. He was a favorite in last night's game. Oh, there they lost
6: by a lot. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: I'm guessing the leagues and betters want Warriors Cavs more than they want Celtics Houston, but I don't know. I don't know about
4: the betters. I mean, the TV networks do. They want the Cavs. Be the first ever four straight
3: finals of the same teams. Oh, yeah, which is probably not good for any league, really.
0: Wouldn't be that much fun to watch the Warriors play this Cleveland Cavaliers team. What is it? I don't know what it is. Uh, The petering out is coming up. I've got this list, which is really good. The heaviest objects in the world. I've got a list of the heaviest things in the world. <laughs> like Mount Everest? Or... Uh, these are all man-made things, I think. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's kind of silly, but kind of fun. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the
0: nation.
2: arrested a legless woman in florida who was wanted for skipping a court date it's a rare case of a legless person skipping <laughs> is
0: that that's supposed to be funny uh, <laughs> i found it funny the follow-up was the funny part
3: oh i'm not above that yeah. joke hey look i'm not above that joke
4: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i cut it off wrong I yeah apologize. way to go sean unbelievable
0: i'm <laughs> looking at this list of the heaviest objects in the world i can't quite wrap my head around it it's it's
3: too a, heavy. It's odd on every level.
0: <laughs> I might just jump to number one to give you an idea of how ridiculous this list is.
3: Former governor of New Jersey.
0: Hey now. Oh boy. The heaviest object in the world. The Great Wall of China, which they believe weighs 116 billion pounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't China. It's a, a thousand p- miles long, isn't it? How you'd possibly come up with that. It's actually thirteen thousand miles long, which is unbelievable. That's incomprehensible. It is, and it was built. Well, it was built over a long period of time, but it was finished
4: four hundred years ago. It was constructed over a three hundred year period, so it goes back and forth across America like four and a half times. Four, four and a half times.
0: It's, it's, it's. Well, it is the most amazing thing human beings have ever built. Sure. Well, Uh, that are the pyramids.
4: I think no, this is the pyramids more amazing. are nothing. That's as bad as your editing, Sean. <laughs>
0: a thirteen thousand mile wall with with you know no uh, no vehicles of any kind that you can drive around and all manual labor and just it's just astounding.
4: Yeah, a lot of donkeys. Isn't yes. that isn't that right, Brandon? A lot of donkeys. Uh, what, do, you, do you do any work on the Great Wall, Brandon? Back in the day? No, I'm I'm an American, you idiot. He says. <laughs>
0: That's something I'd like to see. The second biggest object in the world, also in China, the the Three Gorges Dam, which is only 12 years old, but it's 21 billion pounds, hmm. and it's just enormous. How
4: many gorges is enough?
0: It's just an enormous dam. I mean, it's just crazy huge. I'll have to picture. look at a
4: picture of it. Um, so, Can yeah. we post a picture for people who don't understand what Google is?
0: <laughs> but then, number three, it's the Great Pyramid... Of Khufu? That's the one with the uh, the face on it that Napoleon blew, blew the nose off. Khufu? That's the Sphinx. Well, it's called the Great Pyramid of Khufu. What? Or do they mean all the pyramids? I don't know what they mean. Uh, 5,200 years old. I guess they mean all the pyramids. 2.3 million blocks of stone, each weighing two and a half tons. That's, again, incomprehensible. And they still don't know how they did it, right? They got guesses, but they don't really Pullies, know. Pulleys, mostly. Pulleys and slaves.
4: Leavers. And donkeys. And <laughs> slaves and donkeys. Slaves and donkeys. Enslaved donkeys.
0: Do we got anything on this list, or is it all foreigners? Uh, number four. Well, where is this...
4: the country of, uh, of uh, stay lightened and move uh, swiftly? Keep the weight on the balls of your feet. Head on a swivel. The occasional Hoover Dam or <laughs> Empire State Building notwithstanding. The Palace
0: of Parliament is number six at one and a half billion pounds. Okay, mm-hmm. I've been there. I have not. All right, here you go. Something American. The Nimitz class aircraft carrier. Number seven on the list. 204 million
4: pounds. That's interesting. Yeah. Something that mobile contrasts, obviously, with, say, the Great Wall of China.
0: Yeah, and we can kill all those other countries if we need to from that. So That's
4: right. He, the Great Ball can't kill us. That puts us in first place. Unless you're there and it falls on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, That's right. Oh, it's a good way to look at things, Jack. Very good. Wow. It's mm. some good bellicose stuff there. Uh-huh. Way to go.
0: The Washington Monument is 162 million pounds. It's 130 years old. That's quite the achievement,
4: really, too, to be well, built that, that in can't 1888. can't be on the top list, though, can it? Why can't it be? Well, compared to like the Sears Tower, I don't know. I mean, which isn't the Sears; know. it's the Willis Tower now, I think, I know, named why. after uh, the character on Different Strokes. Um Although that's um, built of steel and aluminum and stuff, but you'd think eh, I don't know. Russia what has. Do I, what do I know about the weights of buildings? I'll jump to nothing. <laughs> I'll jump down to the bottom of the list.
0: Number twenty-five on the list: Vladimir Putin's limousine. <laughs> it's just seven thousand three hundred and fifty-two pounds. Wow. And uh, it's the sort of thing that they used to use for Soviet leaders all the time, and he's still driving one. It's 13 feet long. It's, like I said, over 7,000 pounds, and it's super safe, I guess. Number 24 on the list out of China, the Bell of Good Luck, which makes the Liberty Bell look like nothing. It's 254,000 pounds.
4: It's a big bell. It's a BFB.
0: In Los Angeles, I've never seen this at the uh, L.A. Uh, County Museum of Art. They've got an almost 700,000-pound boulder. They believe it's the largest rock that was ever moved. In the history of the world. What's it doing there? Just being on display to see a giant, giant rock. I'll be damned. There you go,
4: huh? Look oh, at that cannon. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody before we depart. Hey, uh, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Rushing off for an emergency meeting
6: with my financial advisor to see if this morning's Supreme Court ruling on sports betting might open up some
3: lucrative business opportunities.
6: (laughs) That's oh, awesome. When
4: you win, we get bacon. So I'm in favor of it. Positive, Sean. Your final thought?
3: Yeah, the actual finals tonight starts. You got the Warriors and the Rockets. I'm going to be watching. I have the Warriors winning it in nine. It's going to be so close after seven games that I can say, "No, we need to play two more."
0: Yeah, there are a lot of people saying it's it's the real finals, yeah. which happens now and then. It's the two best teams.
3: Michelangelo, your final thought? Yeah, an asteroid is passing very
6: close to Earth. If you see it in the sky, take refuge under a freeway underpass, lay in a ditch,
0: or under a sturdy ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. (laughs) Way in a ditch.
4: Jack, your final thoughts.
0: Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. If you're into at all the news flow of the day and you hear about Jerusalem and the embassy and the capital and all that sort of stuff, The 50 Years War is the name of a documentary that's out there. It's available on YouTube and various places. And it's really, really interesting history of the whole thing.
4: My final thought is to report on my final thought of Friday, my log splittings, which went very, very well. I see you have both hands, both feet. Oh, yeah. As usual, I read the manual very carefully, and it made it seem as if I was dealing with TNT. You know, an unstable... Like... Uh, it was tossing chainsaws. Uh, well, so and forth.
0: does a stepladder, If you read the well, warnings,
4: right? Exactly. And turns out this thing moves really slowly and <laughs> deliberately. And you would have to willfully stick your arm in it and try to sever it to hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Which you may do. I may.
0: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
4: So many people who think so little time. Go to Armstrong and dot com uh, to see the links we've posted, all the articles we talked about, and. That's high, Plus, you can email us, mailbag at com. There's something we ought to be talking about. Send it along.
0: Perhaps you can comment on our heaviest objects in the world list. Oh, that was boy. so fantastic. That was really great. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
4: This is... Uh
6: and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you, and good night.
6: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Is it
4: a Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
1: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets